Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to My Wave Podcast. This week's episode, I'm, I'm actually very stoked to be sitting here with this fella that I've, I've never met before. Uh, we're in this massive group text uh, here in Wrightsville Beach area, and it's always lighting up for all, with all kinds of random stuff, but when the surf starts lighting up, it starts lighting up. And uh, Andy, nice wonder. Good to have you on the show, man. Hey, hey, shout out to the Grom group chat. That's right. The, have you been to Grom yet? No, I ha- I don't know how they get selected. Uh, it, it, yeah, so th- this Grom chat is what it's called. Is it, The name changes, the picture changes all the time. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get your name up there, Andy and, the Grom. And it's never, it's never a good picture. It's, no, uh, <laughs> it, it's always some distorted face of somebody in the group. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so Andy. I've never met you before other than seeing <laughs> seeing your texts and um, man, I am excited to one, meet you, talk to you, but two, you just got back from Hawaii, right? Yeah, I am just now today recovered from the jet lag, I oh, think. Oh man, you were over there how long? Uh, for five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Got there on January 1st, so yeah. 2022 has basically only been Hawaii so far. That's epic. Have you done that kind of trip before? I haven't done a trip that long, uh, nor that surf focused. Okay, uh, I've done uh, two surf trips to Costa Rica before this. Okay, otherwise all North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So I, I tell you what, let's get into that here in a minute. <laughs> sure. But ladies and gents, uh, this is actually this conversation with Andy um, is it wasn't supposed to happen today. He made it happen. I'm super appreciative. We had a cancellation uh, this morning and um, threw it out there on the Grom chat and. Uh, Andy took me up on it. So, man, I'm stoked. Thank you very much for doing this. I uh, want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, and that would be Never Nude. Never Nude is a changing towel plus. So, uh, l- some new stuff that's being introduced at Never Nude. You can check them out at Never Nude on Instagram at N-V-R-N-O-O-D, at N-V-R-N-O-O-D. That's Never Nude. And uh, basically, changing towel. Um, apparel clothing um pretty sick stuff would love your follows on that and then if you're interested in in purchasing a changing towel they're handmade hand dyed according to whatever color scheme you want and uh made here in wilmington uh so so check them out at never nude on instagram also if you're enjoying what you've been hearing and uh, would like to support the work here at my wave podcast uh you can do that very easily by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash my wave. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash my wave. And you can support the efforts here, trying to get some content out to you each week about people's most memorable wave. And uh, speaking of, of speaking of coffee, I walked in and Andy and he got a pretty sick little uh, press over there. It's like a espresso press. Yeah. It's a, it's a hand powered espresso press, hand powered espresso pen. Huh? Yeah, um, it looks kind of like an alien yeah. in a way. Some people have said that. <laughs> uh, but I, I really like espresso over normal coffee, so that's a lot. That's the cheapest way for me to get it. There you go. There you go. Any particular coffee brand that you like the most? Cafe Bustello. There's a big pot of it behind you. Oh, that's the yellow stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah my yeah. sister likes that stuff. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, he offered me a cup, but I've had way too much already today. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to, trying no. to wind it down. <laughs> Don't want to be too jittery here. No, no. So, so Andy, you know, um, in the Grom chat, you are always talking about straight out front here where we're at mm-hmm. at the south side of 
Johnny Mercer's Pier. That's right. Yeah, is that your? Is it, would you that call that your home break? I, I have to. I'm I'm the guy who's always out here. Yeah. Pe- people who don't surf have recognized me as the guy who surfs by Johnny Mercer's Pier. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. In, in Trader Joe's, actually, uh, the the person bagging my groceries stopped me and was really? like, "Wait a second, do you surf right by Johnny Mercer's?" No way. It was, yeah, and they're they're one of the uh, people in that group that sings uh-huh. almost every morning. Have you seen them? No. There, uh, usually around sunrise, there's some religious group okay. that comes out and sings while the sun rises. Really, right here? And, yeah, right here. I'm, and she's one of those people. Really, I never. Mm-hmm. Do, do they do they have a name or? I, I don't know anything about them, <laughs> other than there's some sort of worship group. Okay, I wonder if they're related to the guy that does the sand art. Right it's, there. It, they do seem related. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I have to meander down here for a sunrise session yeah, time and come, come down and, patrol yeah so so why here why why, why do you like this spot um the sand it okay. seems to be pretty good here yeah uh, i don't know if there's a certain angle that works best but there's what we call the mercer's bowl okay and it's a left off the south side of the pier mm-hmm. and usually if it's going off up and down the beach you know there's peaks everywhere you don't know where to go that spot will have just that extra juice or maybe a, a crazy set comes in and it's always there that uh-huh. seems to be looking the best now i've surfed both sides of mercers different mm-hmm. times different times of the year and it does have a unique sand a couple years ago i think it was one of the hurricanes maybe maybe floyd mm-hmm. um, floyd jacked up the sand all up and down the beach but that north side of the pier for a while was you could come out it, it basically seemed flat yeah but it was it was right there and and no, not a lot of people were on it. Yep, and it's not really easy to see on any of the cams. Yeah. There's, there's more than just the two that Surfline has. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to call attention to it too much, but right. even those those two little spots I like to hide uh, right by the pier. Uh-huh. It's hard hard to see them on the cams, and often if it if it seems flat, it's worth checking there. Yeah. 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 Well, we we won't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> secret spot. That's right. No, there's no secret spot anymore around here unfortunately yeah so uh, you know when i when i sent out the invite to have this conversation uh, you know centers around the surfer's most memorable wave when you read that and said i got i got one where did your mind go i mean it obviously went to hawaii from um, this trip that you just had <laughs> yeah okay yeah um there's there's a couple i could cherry pick from uh-huh. the past two trips uh, I, but I think it's an easy enough shot for me to say my first North Shore of Oahu wave would okay. be the wave. Um, really? I mean, yeah, it just represents such a culmination of the time I've been putting in to build my skills as a surfer. Uh-huh. I've only been surfing for two and a half years. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, huh. And I tell a lot of people that in Hawaii and they, they'd be freaking out. They'd be like, what the heck, man? Like, right? <laughs> that's kind of crazy. So how old are you? I'm 26 now. Okay. So I, or go ahead. No, no, no. I, like, that, that's awesome to go from not surfing to two and a half years into it being on North Shore. Yeah. Um, so wh- how did this journey get started? Uh, it started with a trip to Hawaii. Really? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, summer of 2018. Uh-huh. I had a buddy who had just moved out there and there's a whole side story as to how he ended up there, but he said, Hey, come on down. Really? Yeah. Having no surf knowledge or experience at the time, I was like, you know, this sounds great. It's Hawaii. It's paradise on earth. Let's do it. And, uh, what do you do in Hawaii? You, you try surfing. I did that. My first wave was Waikiki. Okay. 
um, you know, paddled out there, no clue what I was doing. Didn't, didn't know what a channel was, so I spent 30 minutes in the white water, <laughs> just tiring myself out. Um, and that that was my my first wave was Waikiki. Really? Yeah. Now, no lessons. No lessons. Just saw. Did you rent a board? Uh, yeah, rented a board. The only real water experience I had was being a swimmer, which okay. helped a ton. Sure. Yeah. For sure. And and then you just said, okay, there's waves out there. I'm going straight out. I, I had a buddy with me, okay. so he also didn't know what he was doing. We, we, he just knew a bit more right. than my nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it was basically that thought process. There's waves out there. We see the people. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so you made it. <laughs> we made it, at, it after a while. How, how big was it on this first attempt? I don't even know. It feels giant when you're out there. Right, right. Laying on the board. At, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, this, I mean this probably was no more than like a waist high day okay um it was it was some north northern hemisphere summer so they were getting some southern pacific swell okay um but again that wasn't translating to anything more than a waist high wave wow yeah and did you stand up on your first one i did really went straight (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome but i mean you appear to be athletic did you swim in high school or yeah all through high school okay where'd you grow up uh i was born in boston grew up in chapel hill okay um i guess i kind of cheated like my dad put me in a surf camp once when i was 11 in california okay and that's where i you know i like learned how to also pop up and go straight yeah but so there was that intro level knowledge but still at 11 and then trying it at what 20 20 yeah 24 23 and a half Mm -hmm. and i mean you know not touching a board for 12 years right yeah yeah okay Um, how long did you stay out there that day I got exhausted after that first paddle out. So after that one wave, I looked back at the walls of whitewater and I said, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. but was that kind of the hook into, I need to pursue this more? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, just the feeling of floating across this crystal clear water, looking at the beautiful scenery that is like that stretch of uh, South Oahu. Uh-huh. Um, I just had to get more of it. So naturally, I go to Riceville Beach, North Carolina. Okay. All right. So you came back. How did you get here from? Um, so it started, I mean, Wrightsville is just the closest beach driving from Chapel Hill. Uh-huh. It's uh, like two hours and 30 minutes. Or if you speed a little bit, you know, closer to two. Not recommended. But yeah, not, not recommended. <laughs> don't, don't do what I do. Um, <laughs> So you come down, do the day trip down? Yep. I started out day tripping. I uh, got my first board at South End Surf Shop. Okay. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah. Um, it was a, a rusty 6'2", so I was way too eager in that board purchase. Well, you're, how tall are you? You're kind of tall. Uh, yeah, I'm about 6'2". Okay. Uh, re- the real reason for that decision was so it fit my car. Uh, gotcha. um, I had done a good amount of research, and I knew I needed a board that would paddle and act like a longboard, but mm-hmm. then would still fit in my car. So that's, right. that's what I chose. Right. Give you the volume. Yep. So it was a 6'2", rusty. Was it a... Uh, round nose was mid was the shape yeah, it's got a um squash tail uh-huh uh, it's very thick because it's it's basically just a an old man dims groveler okay so in other words it's uh a board that sh- i should should be riding right now as like a five eight uh-huh. but it's a six two and it's got like 42 liters okay <laughs> you still ride that uh, yeah, when I want to mess around, it's a great board for okay. it. I can like nose ride it, kind of. It's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and and that's good. You know, one of the things we try to do, Andy, is is just educate those that are listening. So so typically, if you're going to 
start surfing, you don't start small board. Right. You want something a little larger with some volume, you know, a soft top, a wave storm or something like that, just to kind of introduce you to the, that whole thing. So uh, going the route you did, you did your research and then you picked a board that would meet your needs, but also help you progress in that. Definitely. Yeah. So then what are you riding now? Uh, so now I switch between a five, six twin fin that I love and mm-hmm. can't seem to keep out of the, the sand when I'm riding shore break. I uh-huh. just busted a fin box and oh, no. got it replaced. Um, if I'm not on that, I'm on a little hypto crypto mm-hmm. Hayden shapes. Yeah. I um, like those. Yeah. I've got, uh, another Hayden shapes model, the Raven, which I only get to use on the actual good days here. Um, what else do I have? I broke a board in half in the Outer Bank, so I used to be on that a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my main rotation. Okay. Nice, nice. So in two and a half years, you, you've you progressed. Um, was this a daily commitment to surf or uh, whenever there's a wave commitment? Yeah. Uh, it started, obviously, I would do day trips or crash on a couch here in Wrightsville surfing, let's say, one to two weekends a month. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> basically you know foregoing or sacrificing any social plans on my weekends and mm-hmm. just going straight to the beach right um that went on for like eight months i want to say <laughs> right up until early 2020 when everything shut down <laughs> right um <laughs> funny i was in costa rica on my first trip right when all the shutdowns started to yeah. get announced and um i was on the last flight out of costa rica back to the states oh man um but then work goes remote and i realize this is the perfect opportunity for me you know there's a lot that was not going great at the time but the one thing that i could focus on was now i can surf a lot more yeah i can move to the beach there you go so that's how i after eight months of doing that sort of like twice a month surfing i got to switch to every day there you go and for me every day is knee high shore break little ankle slappers as we like to call them uh-huh. all the way up to big blown out on shore anything that the ocean can throw at me right i'm right. ready for it yeah well that's awesome that, yeah. that, that's awesome you know it does take that kind of commitment in any sport that you're pursuing um but especially surfing surfing's a unique sport because the the the, the canvas isn't the same you, know, mm-hmm. you step on a basketball court, it's always going to be a 10-foot goal. It's always going to be X wide, X you know, long, and there's going to be five on five, you know, yep. uh, unless you're playing pickup with, with lesser numbers. But when you walk out on the beach every day uh, and, and look, the conditions are always changing. And they can change within the hour, depending on what the wind's doing, the swell direction, all those different things, those variables constantly changing. How, how has that been a learning curve for you? I'm obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean, a lot of surfers like to talk about the forecast. I like to talk about the forecast. I'm always watching it, always on it. Yeah. Um, I've got, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, keep going. I've, I've got several books on surf forecasting. Okay. Um, so I've just really force fed myself as much knowledge as I can about how waves are made, how they behave with different types of bottoms, whether it's sand, rock, reef. Right. Um, how different wave periods uh interact with our coast specifically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and you know getting into the the nerdy weather stuff right uh, related right. to surfing yeah so so let's pause right there sure <clears throat> our wave coast or our coast and how it handles waves what makes it unique particularly southeastern north carolina um it 
it will surprise you to know that there is plenty of hunting to be done. It's not just a stretch of the same identical beach break. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you can, as, as you start to have your eyes open to the way swells will work, you start to see the nooks and crannies along the coastline and right. the way those can get interesting. North Carolina also has a reef, which I'm not going to say where. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, no, I'd probably get in a lot of trouble for that. Our tires would get slashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a little off track there. Oh, uh, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> no, you know, so we have this continental shelf okay yeah that's that's a big one to deal with yeah um and people often are like why does hatteras get so much bigger than anywhere else yep and you would say uh because the continental shelf will pull a lot of energy out of the swells mm-hmm. making them wrightsville sized right <laughs> <laughs> or and as you travel further south in the united states the continental shelf is further out yep yeah you know, that's why you get to you know even as close as myrtle beach and then down charleston and savannah and and on down that shelf is is pretty vast and it does suck up all that energy that that swell i mean you're still gonna get waves but they're not gonna be as long lasting yeah everything (laughs) i found to just always manage my expectations no matter what the forecast says just wait till you see it right right because i've left i live 15 minutes from here you know, six miles. I've watched the camera, made my board selection, drove down here, and have been totally skunked or totally <laughs> Un- wrong board. Undergunned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or overgunned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I remember running down here one time with a long board and it was, it was just massive. And I was like, oh my goodness, why? I, I had to send it. You know, yeah. I was there. It was you just got to go for it. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I, I love that nerdy part of, of surfing because you know, what what would be some of the go-to websites that you would search? Uh, Surfline, Magic Seaweed. Uh, I use, I don't know how to pronounce it, Ventusky? Vent, huh. Ventusky? Huh. I don't it, know. It's just like Windy, except it's the, the one that's not windy.com. Okay. Uh, V-E-N-T-U-S-K-Y. And you can see lots of uh, detailed stats ac- across a map of the world, hmm. w- whether it's air temperature, pressure, wind Real. speed. And I like to use that to visualize kind of how swell is being sent towards us. Okay. Um, especially during hurricane season. Yeah. Do you look at any of the buoys? Yeah. I- I'm on the buoy network every once in a while uh-huh. checking uh, whatever the South Hatteras and, uh, of course, the Masonboro buoy. Right. Um, especially when it seems like the forecast isn't really sure what it's going to do. It's fun to just check those buoys, see what's actually happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's fun. No, you're, you're giving the, you're giving our listeners, you know, the, this, you're feeding their, their frenzy. Yeah. You just added chum to the water, you know, and, and that's, that's awesome. I appreciate you, you sharing those. And these are, these are available, you know, just have fun geeking out on them. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So man, we, we haven't even gone to this, this wave. Yeah, I mean, we talked about your first way there in Waikiki, and now you're back in Hawaii mm-hmm. two and a half years later. Full circle. Full circle, North Shore. North Shore. And experienced. Yeah, as experienced as you can be with two and a half years. Right. Um, yeah, I'd say right around the 2,000 hour threshold okay. of water time logged. Okay, that's good. That's good. They uh, read these books and everything. They say mastery is at 10,000. Yeah. So I'm not too far off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're making progress. That's yeah. good. That's good. So um, so 
you get to North Shore, where where did you paddle out first? Rocky Point. Okay, and is this where this wave is? Yeah. Is this the one that, that in the Grom chat you sent the video of? No, that was a little later in the trip. Okay, because uh, that was a sweet wave. I yeah, mean, I was pretty happy with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, my best waves definitely did not get recorded, uh-huh. and uh, of course the Surfline Rewind didn't want to cooperate oh. for my really good waves. Oh, bummer. Um, but I, you know, I'm ha- very stoked to have the memories I do, especially yeah. uh, the one that we're about to share. All right, set yeah. us up. What what was the day like? Sure. Um, the day before I paddled out was maxing everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just wait. You were there during the the pipeline. Yeah. So the pipe row, right? Being there for all of January, I got to see the Dahui backdoor shootout, oh, which my. was super rad really cool to see that alternative event style uh-huh. teams i've just never seen a, a surfing team a competition before yeah um i got to see lots of waimea days okay and then of course i got to see the whole pipe comp where wow. watching watching the goat do goat things <laughs> just before turning 50 yeah. mind-blowing yeah he's repping us old people <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's some real inspiration for just keeping it going as long as i can yeah absolutely absolutely what oh, yeah. what an opportunity i mean did you choose january because of all those things or it just kind of worked out that way it just kind of worked out that way i i was keenly aware of the comp running mm-hmm. in that window so i knew i wanted to be here for those two weeks okay other than that it was just i gotta get there yeah yeah and it just worked out where i could take some time off work i had accommodations covered between friends and a cheap hostel option right the stars aligned for me that's awesome that's awesome. So yeah, so you're where's just wait, where's this wave at? So Rocky Point. I'm, is, I'm just stoked. Yeah. Man. I'm like I've never <laughs> I've never been to Hawaii. We see, we hear, we talk. Yeah, but I personally have never been there. So yeah, no, I I know as uh, before I was initiated to the North Shore. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you know, people drop all these names and they say these locations. You're like, well, I can't even get this straight. Right. You know, where is what? What's where? I know pipelines there. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Rocky Point is just two stones throw, two stone throws down the beach from Pipeline. Okay. So if you're standing on that stretch of sand with Pipeline right in front of you, mm-hmm. you turn to the right, which is facing northeast. Let's call it okay. And uh, you'll see a bunch of guys doing some high performance stuff on a couple different peaks huh. at what's called Rocky Point. Okay. There's a little sandy portion between. That's a uh, I guess they call it beach parks or mm-hmm. Ehukai, and that's where sometimes you'll see crazy videos of Mason or Kelly or whoever getting those sand bottom barrels on the North Shore, and you're like, okay. "What? Where is that?" It's it's right there. It's right there. Huh. Um, but Rocky Point is not sandy. <laughs> it's a very rocky. Okay. Um, it is. I don't know if there's any other landmarks I can give. If you do the pillbox hike, the Ehukai pillbox is okay. some old military lookout All right. on the North Shore. It's the best way to get a vantage point of Sunset Beach, which huh. extends to the furthest east visibly from that spot. Okay. Rocky Point right down the middle. Huh. So if you search Ehukai pillbox, you'll see that. And then right out front, Rocky Point. Nice. Anyways, um, getting out there, you can either... You know, you can test your your knowledge of the reef and uh-huh. just walk straight out and try to paddle with the current to okay. the channel, or you can walk uh, a fair ways around and just start in the channel, huh. which I chose to do every time. Okay, <laughs> um, I had to paddle out alone because my friend was too impatient for me to get ready. Oh, he, he didn't he want just, to walk. Yeah, he just ran out there. Um, did, you so, beat him, did you beat him out there though? 
No, no. no. Uh, I mean, the guy who I was with had been surfing for 15 years. Okay. <laughs> so he, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but again, so the, the day after, or the day I'm paddling out is the day after like an XXL day. Hmm. So I hadn't even seen the North Shore with, you know, a, a manageable amount of energy. And yeah. This day that I chose could have been maybe a little too much for first paddle out. Okay. But I was out there. Um, losing my mind freaking out every time i saw lines on the horizon yeah. i'm like i'm gonna get pounded i'm not even gonna get a wave like oh, man. i should turn around and just watch some more um and that is i highly highly recommend anytime you feel out of your element spend 30 minutes an hour even more just watching mm. before you mm-hmm. touch the water yeah um so i had done less of that again don't do what i do just do <laughs> <laughs> do the things that people would actually advise you rather than what i'm saying um Anyways, I managed to hug the channel, uh, sneak in between these set waves that seem like they want to just crush me, tumble <laughs> me, send me right back to shore. How big would you say it was at the time? Um, I know on the buoys, it was like six feet at like 15 or 16 seconds. Yeah. J- just numbers that make your eyes pop out of your head if you're right. from the East Coast. Yes. Um, and then I'm sitting out there and again, I'm, I'm looking for my buddy who paddled out before me and it's a pretty crowded lineup. Um, and actually the first person i see is a buddy who i was not even i didn't even know he was on the north shore oh, really? it's this guy that i met in the lineup on the, or in the outer banks at uh, lighthouse no way and he's like yo did you surf uh, this hurricane at the lighthouse and i was like yeah man he's no like, way oh my god <laughs> that's nuts so crazy small world connection here yeah. we are was he a north carolina guy uh new hampshire really but, uh he had just strike down for that uh hurricane swell so that's we just met each other then and you know met each other once more in the water that's kind of boggling. yeah <laughs> yeah wow um and he's you know a bit more of a confident surfer than me and definitely more skilled um and i was just watching him take a couple wiping out pretty bad uh-huh. and so that was the first kind of like encouragement for me was right like, hey he's not getting he's not getting punished you know yeah. he's having a good time out here challenging himself yeah um and we'll go ahead and it's called my wave podcast let's talk about my wave yeah um, this uh i don't want to get too sidetracked by describing the lineup but uh when the bombs came they would swing wide from where everybody else is sitting okay and the, the local guys that knew what was yeah, coming the local guys the pros they're all sitting at this one spot and they want the you know the ideal ways mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. a bit more mid-sized they feel the reef a lot more and they they wrap pretty ideally across the mm-hmm. reef mm-hmm the bombs would break deeper more towards the conventional shoulder on okay. the smaller waves uh, so i was kind of just sitting out of danger's way uh-huh. where i can observe what was happening and then dodge those bombs right this bomb didn't want to let me dodge it it <laughs> yeah. was just coming for me uh-huh. uh there was a pretty serious current too so okay that probably just pulled me into position on that one yeah um and my the guy who i met in the water not the one i was trying to find he turns he looks at me he goes this is your one you got to go really? <laughs> so it was that classic moment you're like okay Uh-oh. like i have no choice now i have to try right um and it's funny like you know you're for somebody with very little experience doing this i mean there's just so much fear even though you've done it plenty of times uh in much more manageable conditions you're mm-hmm. like holy crap like mm-hmm. here's everything that can go wrong mm-hmm. um and i just remember like right before i really turned and started paddling it was just like okay here goes yeah (laughs) yeah uh just you know not throwing caution to the wind but just accepting that whatever is going to happen is going to happen and you'll be okay give it a shot right 
Uh, so that's exactly what happened. I mean, it wasn't a crazy, like I didn't, you know, do any big turns and uh, blow everyone's minds. I just blew my own mind by paddling into standing up and making the drop on. How, the, how big do you think it was? <laughs> it was triple overhead, man. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that kind of swell that like, whatever, six at 15, yeah. uh, five at 15 range. Uh, would translate to well overhead mm -hmm. uh, especially mm -hmm. this bomb i mean when you're taking off at the peak that's where the wave face looks the biggest before it's actually started to break uh easily a double overhead face mm -hmm. but let's call the the rideable section of the wave beyond that just an overhead wave okay okay could you could you geek out for a moment on that swell discussion so a five to six foot wave mm -hmm. at 16 seconds mm -hmm. uh, Walk us through the difference between that kind of swell period and size wave and a, say, five to six foot wave at seven seconds. Yeah, absolutely. What's the difference? Um, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I'd say the f first thing that's most apparent is simply how frequently those waves in a set come. Mm -hmm. uh, when it's a seven second period, you have a wave and then seven seconds later, another wave. If it's, let's call it uh, 14 seconds just to do the mm -hmm. math here. Mm -hmm. When it's a 14 second period, it's twice the amount of waiting time. You have right. a wave and then 14 seconds later, another one. And it's really hard to conceptualize this if you're not a surfer, but just imagine more than, it's more than two times energy. I'm pretty sure it's an exponential amount of energy that increases with mm -hmm. each second of period. But imagine the time between those waves represents this huge change in the amount of energy that eventually is turning into the wave. Mm -hmm. uh, the playing field gets a lot bigger. So when you have a seven second uh, interval, particularly here in Riceville, it's, it's great. You have these fun little peaky waves. Um, they interact nicely with the sand. With a high interval, uh, you'll have that energy gets stretched out a lot more, mm -hmm. especially when it's a very even bottom like what we have here in Riceville. Mm -hmm. When you have it in Hawaii or anywhere with a reef or something that can break up that energy, you see these long lines approach out of the horizon. And then as soon as they start to feel that bottom, they really stand up mm -hmm. and they're moving a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if I really dissected the difference there well for you, but that's <laughs> really the no, best I can do to observe and uh, comment no, on it. Definitely. As that's, as that period is stretched out, mm -hmm. the, the wave height stays the same, but you stretch the wave out. Yeah. And so now you have all that water. If you were to draw that, that midline, mm -hmm. you have the trough and you have the peak that, that wave is now spread out across 14 seconds. And, it's more water yeah associated with that wave way so more water as it hits the bottom that energy that's because it's coming fast and then all that volume has to go somewhere mm -hmm. and that jacks that wave up gives it the appearance of a monster the and scariest session i've had was three at 20 <laughs> where was that <laughs> that was costa rica <laughs> So I know to respect the period now. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But as, as we here on the East coast, we look forward to those 12, 13, 14 seconds. Our beaches handle that when it gets 15, 16. I don't know if I've seen it beyond 16. Our beaches don't handle that as well. 
Absolutely. Um, I don't really have enough experience uh, in seeing the different swells at those periods around here. Mm -hmm. Generally, I call, I mean, this may be inaccurate, but to me, it seems like long period is anything over like 12, let's call it. for Um, sure. And then it starts to get a little close outy. Yep. Um, I did it. I'd love to see a 13, 14 second swell that we handle really well. That would Um, be amazing. (laughs) I'd be all over it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure just as you have, uh, you know, studied the contour of the East coast and the Southeast North Carolina quarter, there are places that would handle it. Yeah. But those, those you have to know people who know people to get in there. Yep. Yeah. Or just yeah, know know how to hunt and be very friendly when you find out it's a <laughs> it's a yes. spot that people know. Yeah, respect the locals, guys. Yeah. So 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 Andy, back to this wave. You turned on it, mm-hmm. not throwing caution to the wind, but knowing you've observed, you've been caught, you've been playing it, and you sent it. Yes. Got to your feet. Uh huh. And take a high line. You drop in straight. What what yeah, happened? Yeah yeah. So um, I guess let's take one step back uh the biggest lesson out of this wave my entire trip was simply uh to humble myself Mm -hmm. to trust the basic skills that i've developed and my ability to learn more simply by watching Mm -hmm. so by observing in that session i knew that those bombs were going to give me a shoulder and they were going to let me catch the wave knock it closed out on Mm -hmm. and ride out safely yeah so that's what I was aiming for when I took off. Um, I was going left backside. Okay. <laughs> I actually went backside more than frontside on this trip, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but that allowed me to just grab my rail and hold on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pictures from me on this trip. The pictures I did get, a lot of them are me just grabbing that rail. Yeah. Uh, looking for the exit or just a, a safe line. And so that's what this was. It was a pretty steep drop. I didn't angle for the high line. I didn't really know what the wave was going to do besides break and that I should be traveling away from that, <laughs> that peak. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. And, you know, again, no turn, no nothing, but riding, catching and riding and not falling on my first wave on the North Shore. Mind-blowing yeah. experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially with locals watching, you know. The pressure is crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine the pressure. Yeah. 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 So so you made it. You didn't claim it, did you? No, no. I, it's you, internally. <laughs> internally, yes. And may, maybe if you're watching me from the beach, you can see the body language. Like I drop the arms and I'm stoked. Right. You can't. You cannot claim waves like that <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> but this this wave is your most memorable wave because it it just felt so classic. I mean, you've got you've got your buddy in the water mm-hmm. seeing it come, and he says, "Go, go!" This is right. yours. I mean. That that doesn't happen every wave. That doesn't happen for every wave you want. Sometimes you got to race your buddy for that wave. Sometimes no one sees it. Right. But this was that perfect moment. Like he knew what he was doing. He was trying to get me into one. He points it out, and then we we it was great because we shared that moment. Yeah, I overcame a lot of the fear and doubt that I had up until that point, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it just kicked me off on a trip of a lifetime. Fantastic. I mean, from there, I was surfing Rocky Point almost every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were able to dial that that wave in a little bit more? Yeah, I, I logged the most time for sure at Rocky Point. Uh-huh. Um, I got to watch, I mean, I saw almost all of my surf heroes out in that lineup. Did you really? Yeah. Like who? I, I can go on for a while, but uh, <laughs> just to name maybe the highlights, uh, Kalani Chapman. Okay. Actually, this is really cool. Um, that first day that I surfed in Waikiki, Kalani Chapman was in the surf shop where I was renting a surfboard. Okay. 
um, and I, t- I told him this in the water, uh, so he was stoked to hear this. And Kalani, if you're listening, uh, I saw you get a couple sick waves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he called me into a couple. But anyways, uh, real quick, it was his son's first day surfing. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, I, I think he was barely one or maybe a little over one years old. Really? And yeah, they had rented a foamy and took uh, him out with the GoPro yeah. uh, in Waikiki. So I, I met him then, and then I got to meet him again in, yeah. uh, at Rocky Point. Kalani Chapman, Griffin Cole Pinto, Kyle Lenny. Uh-huh. Uh, I know a couple of the local guys like uh, Mateus Hurdy and Eli Hanneman were in the water at one point. So many names. Yeah. I, uh, um, John Pizel was okay. out there. I didn't see any Florences. Um, I saw Coco Ho. I uh, didn't see Mason. I, I think those are the ones that were definitely most memorable. Yeah. That really s- struck out to me. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. To, to paddle out and to see that would be, would be yeah. mind blown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah. And it's hard to like contain yourself and kind of act like you've been there before because uh, <laughs> that's one of the biggest things you got to do is just act like everything's kind of normal mm. for you. Yeah. Rather than geeking out, asking for selfies every time you see yourself. Right. Right. That's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. So, so cool wave story yeah to 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 capture you know a short journey span you know to be able to in two and a half years be a rocky point spend that time learning that spot um and and just you come back here maybe a little let down with what we have out front at, you know this last couple of days um but man what what an opportunity you had to to enjoy that what do you do for a living that kind of allowed that window yeah um so i like i said before i work remotely here at the beach wrightsville beach mm-hmm. and i sell software okay i'm actually not i'm not working right now i kind of used this trip as sabbatical time between jobs okay uh but i will be transitioning into a sales engineer role which uh, basically means i'll be explaining products to possible customers okay from a technical perspective gotcha. with the hopes of selling it to them okay good deal so i get to geek out on stuff talk to people about it hopefully get them to agree with me and right <laughs> make some deals right but, but you'll be able to do that remotely as well yeah, yeah. okay I, i'm i'm all in on setting up my lifestyle to allow for as much surfing as possible right <laughs> while still you know maintaining a, a good life yeah elsewhere that's <laughs> a well-rounded right. life that's fantastic yeah that's fantastic hey as we as I mean, we're doing great on time. This is a great story. I, I appreciate all the knowledge and, and information that you've dropped for our listeners. And, and yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Um, but I want to, before we kick off here, I want to run through our hang 10. Oh, it's time to hang 10. Yeah. Gonna hang, right. you, you, ever, you ever hung 10? Cheater five. Cheater five. <laughs> hey, that works. Yeah. That works. Favorite wax? Foo wax. Foo do you find it rips everything off your chest moles nipples hair uh no um i, th- I think that you gotta have some resilience <laughs> <laughs> um i'd say the best wax i had in hawaii was dehui wax oh really that got me through all my tough situations <laughs> okay oh, sweet sweet uh where do you like to go eat after a session locally yeah Ooh, um, I love Adapt Kitchen. Um, they've got some beautiful acai bowls, and they put tiny little flowers on them. Oh, really? <laughs> Edible flowers? Edible flowers. Yeah, and I don't know. They, they, the presentation 
alone makes it incredible but it's just so nutritious i feel great after each one. Oh, that's good that's good hey if you had the opportunity to surf inland waves mm. so think slater's surf ranch or bsr yeah. where, where would you want to go i saw some crazy stuff happening uh somewhere in a lake um i know there there's a bunch of lake surfing being done now but uh this spot and i wish i i knew the exact location name off the top of my head but it wasn't even one of the the great lakes okay it's just some lake somewhere oh okay it's pretty long and i guess with the right fetch huh we'll have a firing overhead point break really (laughs) yeah wow uh, looks like you got to put some Vaseline on the face and wear a seven five. But, uh, <laughs> Is this Lake Superior? Maybe no, no. I'm telling you, it's not a great lake. Oh, it's not a great lake. Yeah, it's not a great lake. Oh, I wonder where that was. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. If I open up a map, I could find it. I just I don't have the name off the top of my head. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, and if it, it let's go with an artificial wave too. I yeah. heard there's one coming to Charlotte. Is it? I, I read somewhere okay. I, I know that's you can't really preface statements with that anymore there, but there's I re- a lot of rumors of different ones popping up around yeah. the u.s yeah yeah there's a lot of potential wave projects coming soon hopefully. yeah somebody said like a wave garden coming to somewhere florida yep i've heard that too. yeah interesting interesting charlotte hmm. yeah we'll we need we, we need one out in one of them tobacco fields in burgall <laughs> that'd be that'd be sick we need one on, on my street <laughs> Hey, if you could have one hour and a cup of coffee with any surfer in the world Ooh. of any time period, Ooh. who would it be? My knee-jerk reaction is to just go Kelly. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if not Kelly, then uh, who who was the guy who first surfed pipe? Was it Phil Edwards? Hmm. No? I don't know. Okay. I mean, he seems like a legend. Um Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. If not Kelly, if not the guy that I don't even know his name, <laughs> um. Oh, you know Brett Barley. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, he's such a stoked guy. I've already shared a session with him once. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd love to just chat with him more. Yeah. yeah. He seems like a great guy. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I I've had the opportunity to meet him here. He came for an event, and um, yeah, cool guy. Great. Um, life in water life on the water life on yeah. the water is uh his youtube uh clips and everything really good job uh yeah brett barley great guy hey if you could travel anywhere other than hawaii <laughs> where would you go mm, somewhere i haven't been yeah okay uh, i've been told Mani- or not madagascar although that would be cool too um morocco morocco yeah 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 my uh the guy uh who i never met up with that rocky point session uh uh-huh. he said there's some coordinates that he has to send me oh really for some spots in morocco okay yeah more on that later okay <laughs> yeah next episode hey must watch surf movie Ooh, um is it cliche to say endless summer <laughs> no <laughs> i think that or momentum Gen- momentum generation was the first surf anything that i watched okay uh, my buddy was like hey like you're getting into surfing you have to see this yeah um, and he's just a big documentary guy and that one was really really cool it was yeah. well done well done um so we already talked about you being a regular foot mm-hmm. which uh what sunscreen uh i really like sunbum they've got those face sticks which are just so good for when you ha- already have a wetsuit on you're mostly covered on the sun protection you just need something for the face yeah back of the neck right sunbum 
Sun bum it is. Hey, if you won a competition and had to donate 50% of your winnings to a charity, mm. which charity would you choose? Uh, does Surfrider, do they accept donations? I'm pretty sure uh, they I mean, do. I mean, yeah. Probably Surfrider. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. Um, my backup would be something that's going to efforts to support uh, locals in Hawaii. Okay. Like the indigenous population. Yeah. Ah, sweet. Last question. One board for the rest of your life. You couldn't change it. It's the only one that you had. (laughs) Because I broke it in half at Haleiwa and Pumping Surf, I have to say my 6-0 Pizel Ghost that John John Florence himself rode. He wrote it? Yeah. I, How'd that happen? <laughs> I bought it when I had too much money and not enough experience surfing. Yeah. Uh, it was. This was actually kind of right after I got back from Costa Rica in 2020. Um, and I saw it on Instagram and I was just like, wow. You know, I, I didn't know how common it was for pros to sell their boards. So I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I got it. Really? And then it's a board shaped for bigger waves. Uh-huh. I never get to use it here. Yeah. But I, every time I do get on that board, it feels special. And now I'll never feel that again because it's oh. broken in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, it, how has surfing affected your life? I've told people it's changed my life. Um, and that's not an overstatement at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to Hawaii that first time. Uh, not truly unhealthy, but nowhere near as healthy as I am now. I didn't have the focus or the vigor that I do now. Hmm. Surfing, although it has consumed a lot of my time and focus, makes me so much more present everywhere else in my life. Hmm. I want to always be the best person that I can be, the person that I am when I'm in the water. I mm-hmm. try to spread that everywhere else. Hmm. Um, and you know, even when it comes to doing things that some might find mundane, like tasks for my job, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be as present and as stoked as possible. Yeah. You know? Uh, so simply the stoke from surfing has changed my life immensely. Hmm. Good. That's good. I like to hear that. Yeah. And, and maximizing that stoke in the mundane. Yes. That's good. I like that. A lesson learned, ladies and gents. We get one chance at this life. You know, live it well. Do it right. Yeah. Whatever that way is. That's right. That's right. Hey, as we wrap this up, my uh, kind of closing shtick here, Andy, is... Um, earliest historical reference to surfing would mm-hmm. probably lead you to the Polynesian islands you, where you just got to spend five weeks somewhere, you know, out in the Pacific. Yeah. Um, but I found this reference in a very ancient document called the Bible. Okay. Right? Written, you know, first century and prior. Yeah. But there's this, there's this reference in the book of Acts, which is a history book of the early church, where the apostle Paul is traveling by ship through the Mediterranean to Rome, and he comes into this big time storm. So he's he's on this large ship with a lot of people, and they start lightening the load, trying to get to shore. The winds are fighting against them. They see a beach along this rocky, like, like area and they they say let's let's make for this beach so they head that way well the ship runs aground hits hits the reef the waves break it up the ship starts falling apart they say hey if you can swim swim so they those that could swim then it says this it says everyone else made it to shore on pieces of the ship but it distinguishes it a little further it says some on boards 
Hmm. What do you think of that? Hmm. Think I'm stretching it? If they used that exact <laughs> that exact wording, <laughs> that's very impressive. Um, one of the guys at the hostel on the North Shore, uh-huh. he had a, a very detailed book of surfing history, okay. which very deliberately expands beyond uh, the Polynesian yeah. uh, surf culture. And I think some it was either that story or a different one that was biblical times huh. about a uh, reference to what seemed like wave riding in huh. some form. Um, and then I guess a lot of, because there's a lot of uh, people out at sea, there's lots of sea stories. They talk about wave sets and mm-hmm. like the ninth wave of the set, something having some significance. Huh. Um, sorry, did I kind of steal that from you? Were no, you no, 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 no. I, I love it. Very cool reference to close on. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about the surf history. <laughs> I wish I was around when they invented it. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, we're here. We got this opportunity. Let's ride. Oh, yeah. Hey, Andy, thank you so much for your time today and being willing to step up last minute and send us this great episode. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Talk to you all later. You.